Thank you for your interest in listening to today's podcast. We hope and pray that today's topic will have some sort of influence to bring about transformation in your life. Now, please enjoy this talk on Fernando Franco's podcast. In Colossians chapter 4, verse 7 through 18, I know this is an overdose of scripture for many of you, but we are going to read this many verses today. And I thank God for everybody who's wearing a button today. That means that they volunteer in the church somehow or another. And there's others of you, you didn't get a button because we probably ran out of buttons. But VIP, on the button, it's an acronym for a very incredible person. But you can never be incredible all by yourself. A person is incredible because of the people who help him and surround him or her. That's a team. And every great basketball player knows that. John Wooden, who was the coach of UCLA, greatest um, uh, uh, coach ever in uh, college basketball. And he taught every one of his players very well. And a lot of great championship, uh, a lot of great players who received a ring in the NBA came under his coaching. But he taught them very, very, very well. As a matter of fact, the highest scoring um, NBA basketball player of all time is a man by the name of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And he holds a record to this very day by scoring 38,387 points. That's a lot of points. But John Wooden taught his players very well. And this is something that he taught them. He said these words, and I quote him. He says, the man who puts the ball through the hoop has 10 hands. You won't get that unless you know a little bit about basketball. There's always five players on the court representing the team. And if you take the five players and you multiply their hands, then that is 10 hands. And so John Wooden says it very clear, even to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, even to Kobe Bryant, and even to all the top leading highest point scorers in the basketball game. He says it very clear that the man who puts the ball through the hoop, has 10 hands. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar would have never been able to make and have that record if it was never for the other guy on his team passing him the ball. There's no way he would have scored that many points. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar versus five Chicago Bulls. There's no way he would have been able to score that many points. He may have scored some, but not 38,387 of them. Do you guys know, are you listening to what I'm talking about? What I'm talking about is this team that we have here at the church. Yeah, you see me preaching up here all the time, but there's a whole bunch of other hands that have given me their hands. There's somebody's hands who literally brought this pulpit out right now so I can preach behind it. There's somebody's hands back there that gave me this microphone so I can preach. There's somebody's hands that stood up all late last night putting together all the slides that we're going to see in just a bit. There's somebody's hands that are watching those children back there so there's not an interruption in here. And I could go on and on and on of all the hands that are actually part of this church that makes 
this church shine and makes Jesus shine. So if I gave a title to this next 10 minutes I have left, it would be, it takes 10 hands to make a basket. It takes 10 hands to make a basket. And although Paul planted most of the churches in the Bible and he wrote most of the New Testament, he knew that he couldn't do it alone. And in our opening passage then that we read together, there were eight names that Paul gives credit to in helping him build his ministry. And the first person that he gives credit to is to a man by the name of Tychicus. And in verse 7 and 8, if I could say anything about Tychicus, I would say that Tychicus was a trustworthy man in Paul's life. He was a trustworthy man. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you to pay attention and to take notice of the people that Paul chooses to help him. There's one thing they all had in common. What they all had in common is that they were all different people. They came from different backgrounds. They had different kinds of giftings, but it didn't matter. Paul knew that it took different kinds of people, different kinds of giftings, and different kinds of talents to be able to sum up one thing together, and that's called a W. Paul knew that he needed all kinds of people to come up with a win. And that's why our vision statement says that City View Worship exists to reach all kinds of people. Because it's all kinds of people that will bring forth one W for the kingdom of God. I wish I had an amen right there. So Tychicus would be known as a trustworthy man in Paul's life. A trustworthy man. See, he was... One of the people, one of the two people actually, who accompanied Paul all the time. All the time. I mean, some people call that a road dog. Some people call that my better half. But sometimes the better half is not even with you all the time. Not these days, because one works and so does the other. Or there's, it's a crazy life. But what I'm, what I'm trying to bring across is Tychicus never left Paul's side. He was with Paul all the time. All the time. He was a trustworthy man. Paul knew if there was anybody he can count on, it was going to be Tychicus. He knew it. That he can ask Tychicus to do whatever he can. He, can, he didn't even need Tychicus to volunteer because Tychicus would volunteer himself. He was just that kind of man. Now, everybody's not like Tychicus. There's people that will say, no, not me. I'll be the last person to volunteer for something like that. And that's fine. We need you too. Because we need for you to volunteer for the right thing, not for everything. But there's just some people, they're Tychicus. They can do that. That makes them happy. They want to serve here, there, there, everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. They want to serve to the day they die is how they want to live their life. And you know what? Some, those people, I think some of us really need to leave alone because they're completely satisfied with that. And if it's not causing marriage problems, if it's not causing burnout, if it's not causing um, uh, uh, poor health, and if that's what God has called them to do, that's their capacity. And those people, we have to allow them to do that. But you got to understand, you may not be Tychicus, so you cannot, you, you cannot expect 
to live like Ticket Kiss, and then you also have to respect Ticket Kiss to be Ticket Kiss. For some reason, I just feel like giving a kiss. <laughs> he was with Paul everywhere, from Macedonia to all of Paul's journeys, all of Paul's journeys. And there, there's something also that we have to understand. On the flip side is that not everyone will travel the journey with you. Have to understand something. Uh, understand that. They won't travel the journey with you. And, and, and please understand this. See, here's what uh, my devotion so far for the beginning of the year since January 1st has been for me to unlearn unlearn what I've learned. Does that make any sense? I have to unlearn what I've learned. And here's what I mean by that, is not everybody will travel the journey with you. What I learned growing up in the Lord is that that group of people were disloyal people. I need to unlearn that. That just because they're not traveling with you on a journey, it doesn't mean that they are disloyal. It means seasons changed, visions changed, and priorities changed in people's lives. That's what it means. And so I have to understand, and so do you, is that not everybody's going to travel the journey with you. But Tychicus was a man that traveled the journey with Paul all the way through. And then... And then there's, um, uh, let me move on, okay? And then there's the other guy, um, Onesimus. Onesimus is the second guy, and I've, if I could say anything about him, he was a man with a bad background. That's what I like about Paul. He didn't only want perfect people with him. He didn't only want people who had no track record of mistakes. But he had people like Onesimus, who was a man with a bad background. He was a runaway slave, he was a runaway slave. He AWOLed. He disappeared. He broke the law. He violated. He sinned. Because back in the days, that was a sin. You had to fall under the law of what was in existence at that time. And he, he was a runaway slave. But, but thank God for people like Paul that will say, I'll even take a runaway slave. Because if I'm being a reflection of Christ... And for God so loved the world, the rich, the poor, the healthy, the sick. For God so loved the world. He gave his one and only begotten son. God didn't come for those who were perfect, but he came for those who were in need of a physician. And Paul said, this is a man who is in need not only of a physician, but that is in need of a reposition. He needs to be repositioned of feeling like a nobody and being turned into a somebody. And if I could just keep him around with me long enough and let him know that God loves him just as much as he loves those who are still paying a price of slavery that God still loves him see Paul was that man he says I'm gonna take a man and that has a bad background and give him a new future Amen. see this guy in SMS he didn't only run away he wasn't only a runaway slave but he ran away with his, with, he ran away with all the property of his master. He was from Oxnard. 
But this is the people who Paul had with him who made his ministry great. And I'm skipping a lot of notes here, which I should. And then there's uh, this other guy Paul had with him, Aristahors, uh, okay? And that's how you pronounce it in Greek. Greek. I love Greek because the dialogue is similar to Spanish. So it sounds like I speak Greek. But I do not speak Greek. But it's very close pronunciation. But so this cat, he was a burden bearer to Paul. Oh man, you know, you need burden bearers in your life. People who help you carry a burden. You know, that's why, you know, marriage is beautiful. Marriage is beautiful. And I'm not saying that that's um, the only reason why you should get married. But that's just a perk that comes along with uh, marriage. That's why the Bible says, hey, two are better than one. And that's why the Bible says, you know, when you're cold at night, if you have another, then the other one keeps you warm. And, uh, you know, and whatever. It keeps you from being crazy, talking to yourself. You, like, have somebody to talk to, you know. So, but one of the things that happens that, that is a perk in a marriage is that you could share each other's burdens. Now, not not all the time, you know, and I'm just being real. It just, you know, sometimes you don't, but you do at times. And when you do, it feels good to be able to release something and know somebody else is helping you carrying it, carry it. And so in this case here, um, he was a burden bearer for, for Paul. I mean, this man stuck by Paul through thick and through thin, he was a burden bearer. He, I mean, in, in Ephesus, when a, mom, when a mob tried to seize Paul, it was this guy here, Aristarchus, who actually took the rap for Paul. He took the rap for Paul, so that way Paul wouldn't get arrested. And as a matter of fact, while Paul is writing this letter from prison, it is this guy here, Aristarchus, who actually is right next to him in the cell next door. Aristarchus was someone who was willing to go through the very depths of the problem with Paul. And that's what I appreciate about this church, is that we've gone through the very depths of the problems together. And then he always had with him Mark. Not always. But Mark began with him, didn't continue with him, but Mark ended with him. So if there's any label I could give to Mark, it would be that Mark was a guy with a second chance. Yes, he always had a rapper with him. He was a man with a second chance. And so remember Paul's first missionary trip. The Bible says that he took Barnabas and Mark with him. Paul did. He took Barnabas and Mark on his first trip. And then something happened on that first trip. The Bible don't tell us what happened, but we do know for sure that there was some kind of division that took place. And the Bible says that Mark left Paul. He left Paul's ministry. And Mark split and he left. And Paul didn't like what Mark had done. And as a matter of fact, Paul was so disgusted by it that when Barnabas, Mark's cousin, wanted to bring Mark with Paul again for the second time, Paul said really big N-O with an ex exclamation mark. He says, no, I don't want that dude around me. Uh, he ranked out. 
Um, I really don't know if I can trust him on this trip. He ranked out on us on the first trip. And I'm just speaking for Paul, which I really shouldn't. But I'm kind of just paraphrasing. Probably may what have happened. I do not know. But I do know this is that they were separated. They were separated. And now all of a sudden, Mark is with Paul once again. And he's just not with Paul with Paul once again, but he's with Paul once again as a valuable team member with Paul. I'm not sure if you're following me or not or if this is making sense, but here's what I do know what Paul did say about Mark. Paul said, he is a man who brings comfort to me. He, he, he went from a man being, bringing, being disgusted bringing disgust to Paul, now bringing comfort to Paul. Do you understand we're family here? We're going to see different. We're not going to agree altogether. But that doesn't mean that we talk bad about each other. It doesn't mean that. We're not going to score points that way. You're not going to pass me the ball and I ain't going to pass you the ball. And what we're going to be doing is competing against each other instead of fighting against our enemy. Is exactly what's going to happen. And so Mark was a man with a second chance. And so let's talk about this fifth guy that was with Paul, Jesus, who was called Justice. Jesus, who was called Justice. And I say that he's a man with a name for greatness. He was a man with a name for greatness. And let me just cut through all of this here. Back then, all the mamas were naming their babies Jesus, which is the um, Hebrew name for Yeshua. And they were naming all their kids Jesus because they were hoping that their child was actually going to be the Messiah. And so when you were given that name, that's a great name. We all know that name is great. Jesus, come on now, that's a great name. That was like the greatest name. That is the greatest name to have, Jesus. And this guy, his name was Jesus, who was called Justice. And so Paul had this guy with him, but here's the point I want to get across. This was a man with a great name who did the small stuff for Paul. So you see, it didn't matter the image and the name that this guy had. It didn't matter how long he was in the church. It didn't matter how great of a name he possessed. That didn't matter to him. He was able to put that aside and said, what do you want me to do? You want me to vacuum, Paul? Even though everybody calls me Jesus, Jesus can vacuum. And isn't that the true meaning or mission of Jesus? That Jesus came to serve, not to be served, right? Didn't he make that clear when he knelt down and he washed all the disciples' feet? Didn't he make that clear when uh, he, he even refused a drink of water uh, because he didn't come to be served? You know, he came to serve. Didn't he make that clear when, when, he, when, he, when he served us with his blood that he poured out? Didn't he make that clear? You know, some of us have it backwards because of the great name we carry. We think that... Um, Everybody should carry something for us. Jesus called justice. He was a man with a, a name for greatness, but did the little things in the church. 
Okay, Epaphrasus. I call him a man of prayer because the Bible makes it very clear that's who he was. It's important to recognize that Epaphras was a man that just didn't pray for Paul, but he prayed for the whole church. He prayed for the whole church. Here's a quote. We pray too frequent for God to make everything right and too infrequently that we will be right. And then there's Luke. Number seven, there's Luke. He was a gifted man. We all know him. He was a doctor. He was a physician. And right after Paul's first trip, his missionary trip, you know, Luke was with Paul. And Luke was the very last person to be with Paul. Because in one of Paul's letters, or the Paul, that letter, the, the, the last letter that Paul writes, he said that, he was getting ready to die, and here's what he said. He said, only Luke is with me. What a smart man to have a physician on your team. He says, only Luke is with me. He had a gifted man. He had gifted man, and then he had men who made continuous mistakes. He had physicians, and then he had criminals by his side. Hey, let me remind you, it takes 10 hands to make a basket. And lastly, Demas. He had Demas. Demas, I would say he was a man who gave up. He gave up. Um, he says straight out down, somewhere down the, in history, you know, Demas forsook me. Uh, he was a man who gave up. But... He still mentions Demas and gives Demas credit for being part of the success of his ministry. You know, there's a lot of people that are not here anymore because they gave up. But they bore fruit. They put in time. They gave up their tithes and offerings for years. They were able to serve in certain departments of the church, but they gave up now. And we, don't, we can't look at those people as people who are no good anymore. We got to appreciate every single thing that has been done that they did do in the past, even though they gave up today. Because God forbid you ever become a Demas. You would still want to know that this church loves you, even though you gave up. Amen. Amen. So you have a place of volunteer in this church. And I don't know if these sushi cards were on your seats when you walked in, and it appears to be that they are. But these sushi cards here are actually different places that you can get involved in. And you may have glanced over them as you came into church or as worship was going on, or if you didn't receive one, lift up your hand, and these volunteer ushers will gladly give you one today. And there's so many areas here that you can get in, involved in. I want to say, to be exact, there's 50 places, 50 places for you to participate in and 50 places for you to contribute in. And so whether you want to participate or contribute, that's strictly up to you. 
The leader of this department will contact you and ask you those detailed questions, exactly what it is you want to do. Do you just want to be part of it or do you want to contribute towards it? And that's totally up to you. Now, many of you, you're involved already in one or multiple areas of this card. You're already an usher, you're already a greeter. So if you are already doing that, don't check the box. Don't check the box if you are already doing that. Only check a box if there is something you want to begin doing on this card here. That's it. And so there's many of you here, you really don't know what all of this stuff is. So I'm going to help you understand what this is. And before I let you know what all this stuff is, I want us to bow our heads and I want us to pray. Please. Close your eyes, bow your head. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the uh, department heads of every one of these teams. And I thank you for everybody who has contributed in the past and are contributing even now. Lord, but I pray for this new generation, this new era, this new season that we find ourselves in, the beginning of the year that you would place in the hearts of everybody here today and those who are missing that will have this opportunity next weekend. God, I pray that you would place it upon their heart on where they are going to use their life in the kingdom of God and in the local church. So I pray you give them, um, give them discernment as we come across all these areas. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray, amen and amen. Okay, one more hand clap because let's do this here, okay? We thank you for listening to today's podcast. Now it's your time to add the value of this podcast to your daily life. Once again, thank you for your time in listening to Fernando Franco's podcast today. Please help us spread this message by compelling someone today about this podcast. Thank you, and may God bless you.